The retail trader is getting killed in this market. If you don't want to die just like the retail trader by blowing up your entire account, well, don't worry. I got you. In this episode, I'm breaking down the death of the retail trader, the biggest mistake that brand new traders and even some experienced traders are making and how you can avoid them. Let's get into the episode. Do you feel like you were meant to live a life of financial abundance? Like you know your money is supposed to work harder for you than you work for it? Maybe you heard about the stock market and the new millionaires being created and wonder why not me? Maybe you want to invest in the stock market, but you don't know where to start. Maybe you have a 401k or an IRA, but you want to enjoy your money now, not just in retirement. Maybe you already had some success in the stock market, but you want to take it to the next level. Working for somebody else and watching free YouTube videos will only get you so far. To truly be financially free, it takes a strategic game plan, an investor's mindset, and a willingness to take calculated risk. When you're ready to get out of the rat race and onto the fast track, join us here where we break down how to manage money, how to navigate the stock and options market, and how to approach investing with the right mindset. I'm Jason Brown, stock market coach and options trader, and this is the Money Markets and Mindset Podcast. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the show. I'm stock market coach and option trader Jason Brown. This is the Money Markets and Mindset Podcast Edition. So if you're watching on YouTube, thanks for checking us out. Uh, if you listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, all the streaming platforms, we appreciate you. You know, this last few weeks of the market has just been super crazy. And what I mean by crazy, just volatile. Market's been up, but more 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 recently it's just been down, right? We'll have big up days and then uh, it'll intraday reverse and everything will just sell off and, and start to go down. And there's a there's a theme that I'm starting to notice with not just the stock market, but with retail traders. And what a retail trader is, is just an individual trader who, you know, doesn't have you know, millions of dollars, doesn't run a hedge fund, doesn't, isn't part of some investing club or a managed portfolio or anything like that. A retail trader is just, you know, a regular everyday average person with a job who's just coming to the market with one, two, three, four, five thousand $5,000 in their trading account. Uh, maybe they got a Robinhood account, a Webull account or TD Ameritrade, and they've heard about the exciting things of the stock market. And just just a regular person that's in the market trading from their phone or their computer trying to make a buck. And what's happening with the retail trader is the retail trader is getting killed right now. And I think the retail trader is getting killed for a, a couple of reasons. You know, when the pandemic hit and everything sold off, this happens often during like a big sell off or a big opportunity time is where. Typically, we have this big sell off and then for a maybe a short period of time or for a defined period of time, things will just seem like they keep going up. They go up every day, every week, every month. And that usually attracts the retail trader because the retail trader is finally like, you know, I hate my job or, you know, I always wanted to buy this car, this house, this purse, this gold chain, whatever it is. And they finally see a way to make that money. Maybe their friend has been like, dude, that market's been on fire. I just started. I don't even know what I'm doing. And I made a thousand bucks. And you kind of get that, you know, respectfully, the, the more mature traders, we call it the dumb money, right? You get that dumb money that comes in 
and that dumb money comes in. And it's called dumb money for the simple fact that most people don't know what they're doing and especially the retail trader. And so they're blindly buying things because the first mistake is they think everything is going up and they think stocks only go up. And, you know, we talk to our traders about this all the time inside Power Trades University. We literally beat this into their head. If you've, if you've seen any of my um, talks or presentations, you know, I always say that the market moves three ways up, down and sideways. And when you assign a mathematical equation to that, if, if you assign 33.3% probability of success to each way that the market can move, it can move up. You say, all right, I know how to make money in up marks, 33.3%. What if it's going sideways? Assign 33% chance to that, that it could go sideways. And then what if it goes down? Assign 33.3% chance to that. So if you combine the three, if you know how to make money, if the market goes up, down, or sideways, you have 100% of the knowledge to protect yourself or even possibly be profitable in all three of the situations. But the retail trader typically didn't take a course, typically doesn't know about put options, spreads, um, covered puts. They don't really know about anything. Only thing they know is that everything's been going up lately. And so what happens is it attracts a lot of dumb money, a lot of retail dollars, and they pile into the market and everything's going up. Everything's going good. They're making money. They're making money. They're making money. And this is right about the time where the retail trader gets cocky and they start to double down, triple down. They're buying at higher and higher prices because they think it just keeps going up. Their friends start getting attracted and say, I got to get in. And they start buying at higher and higher prices because it's going up. And then the market crashes like it has done recently, or you get this huge sell off. And that's the first thing that retail traders realize is, whoa, the market doesn't go up all the time. And when you look at that percentage, if you only know how to make money, if the market's going up, then you're leaving out 33% chance that it can go sideways. You're also leaving out 33% chance that it can go down. So if you add the other two ways that the market can move up that most retail traders don't know how to make money in, that's about a 66% chance that 66, 67% chance that they will lose money because they don't know how to navigate the market when it's going sideways or when it's going down. Then if you add options on top of that, it just compounds things because options have a time component to it, which means it expires after a certain point. So if you have stock and the market goes sideways or goes down, you know, sometimes you can say, you know what, I like the company, I'm willing to ride it out, I'll be patient here. But if you're buying options that expire in a month or two months and we just spent all of January selling off and then you spend all of February maybe going sideways, well, then your option expires and maybe stocks take back off in March or April, but your option expired. And so there's a time and a place to use options, which we'll get into that. But that's the first reason that retail traders are dying or getting killed is because they only know how to make money when the market's going up and they only believe that markets goes up. And when the market's going up, it always attracts a lot of hype, a lot of brand new investors because they think, man, this is easy. Why am I not in this? I don't need a course. I don't need a coach. I don't need a mentor. Um, I'm good, which brings me to the second reason 
that the there's the death of the retail trader, the retail traders getting killed. We're seeing now more than ever the social media trade or the social media trader. And what I mean by that is I'm not talking about the influencers, although uh, that's a whole nother story. But I'm talking about the social media trader, which is like I'll see someone post on their Facebook or something that's like, I'm all in on Tesla today. Who's in with me? And like a bunch of people just kind of like, you're buying Tesla. I'm buying Tesla too. You buying it? I'm in. Let's go. Let's get this Tesla. Or you've seen that with like AMC, like AMC to the moon, right? GameStop to the moon. You buying some? I'm buying some. Let's go. And then as the stock sells off, well, first of all, most people don't know why they're buying. <laughs> they don't know why they're in it. They're not even reading the stock chart to see that they might be buying at the highest price possible and that the stock is getting ready to sell off. They're not paying attention to any of that. They're not using put options for insurance or protection. Um, they're not using spreads to reduce their risk or sell the time premium to somebody else. They're not doing any of that. And if those concepts are foreign to you, that is why people teach <laughs> this information, right? Um, because there is strategy. And not only is there strategy, because I know people are like, well, I could go look at that on YouTube. But do you know when to use the strategy? Do you know how to get in the strategy? Do you know how to get out of the strategy? Do you know how to enter exit? Do you know what strike price to sell of the option? What strike price to buy? How much time to pass off to somebody else? And so there's so many intricate little details to all these strategies that if you don't understand how to use them, you're most likely getting killed out here. And so you're following the social media trade, your friend posted about Tesla or GameStop or AMC. And then when it sells off, it's like the entire crowd. I go back. I, I do do this. I'm guilty of it. Uh, <laughs> I do go back. Like I'll bookmark some threads or I'll, I'll go back and I'll just like, I want to see what these people are saying now. And sure enough, man, you can see the whole thread. Like I'm getting killed. Me too. Like I'm hurting. I don't know if this is for me, me either. What we going to do? I don't know. Let's just hold on. I can't hold on. I just lost this much. Right. And so the whole thread is like <laughs> kind of funny, um, but not really. It's not fun. I'm laughing, but it's actually not funny um, because, you know, one, two or three thousand dollars could have saved them if they had the right information. They could have known how to use put options, how to use protections, how to bring in uh, some risk premium and offset the potential risk of a sell off. And then, unfortunately, most people, when they get their start like this, it's unfortunate that this is their first exposure to the market and their first exposure is a negative one. So most people quit before they really get started. I was, I was talking to a young lady, which I'll, I'll name, leave nameless, but we were messaging over Instagram and I had helped her, I don't know, a while back because she was part of a group and she was like, you know, they make me feel stupid when I ask a question. Um, they kind of laugh at you and say, like, you don't know that. And so instead of the people teaching in that group and educating, they kind of made her feel stupid for asking certain questions. And I remember, remember like it was yesterday, she had bought an Apple option. And let's just say for the sake of this example, let's just say Apple was trading at $130 and she had bought an option that expired in five days, a call option with a strike price of 200. Now, if you don't understand what that means, that means she bought an option that said Apple between now and five days would move $50, need to move $50. I don't remember how much she paid for it. Let's say she paid a dollar for it um, or something like that. And I said, you know, I said, why'd you buy that option? 
And she said, well, in this group, they were just talking about, you know, buy, buy the cheapest one you can afford. And she's like, so that's the one I could afford. I said, okay. Like, did they talk about looking at charts at all? And she's like, no. I'm like, let's pull up a chart of Apple. And we pulled up a chart at Apple. And I said, when have you seen Apple move $50 in five days? 50. It might move $5 in five days. Okay. But when have you seen Apple move $50 in five days? It basically hasn't. I said, so even though you bought the cheapest option you could afford, you just made a donation to the market. Apple is not going to move 50 bucks and be at $200 in five days. So I don't care if you paid 50 cent for that option. I don't care if you paid 10 cent. You you just made a big donation to the market. And when I broke that down to her, she's like, oh my gosh, I get it now. I'm like, in order, even if you paid a dollar for that option, Apple would have to be at $201 just to break even. It would have to move from 150 to 200. And then it would have to go to 201 just to get your $1 back. It would have to move $51 just to break even. Even we didn't even talk about actually making any money yet. We're talking about just to break even within five days. We need to move 51 just to break even. And so she kind of understood. But recently I checked back in on her and just said, hey, how you doing? You know, I, I remember our conversation. We screen share with Zoom. Are you still trading? And she said, no, I took a break. It was stressing me out. I, I didn't I really wasn't understanding it. Um, but. I may come back later and look at it. I'll keep you in mind. And this is what happens all the time to the retail trader. Their first experience is joining someone's random discord, somebody's, uh, you know, um, free Facebook group or paid Facebook group. Right. And their first experience is one where asking questions is shunned upon. They're made to feel stupid. They're in a group where it's just like buy what you can afford, not knowing that the one that she could afford was the wrong option. And and technically, she probably could afford a better option, but she bought as much as the cheapest option she could when it was 100 percent losing game. Uh, No chance that it was going to get there um, at all. And then, boom, she's tapped out. Right. Which talk, which brings me to, to the third reason that the retail trader is dying is that the, the, the retail trader is not thinking about what we call replacement value. Now, we, 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 we talk about replacement value in other uh, groups I'm involved in, other asset classes like watches, buying a Rolex, um, you know, buying exotic cars like the Ferrari, the Lambo. You talk about like if I sell this car what is the replacement cost? Or if I sell this watch, what's the replacement cost if I want to get another one, right? So if I'm in um, at a good price and Ferrari's increase in prices, which they have lately, it's like, okay, I could sell this car on the open market, but if I want another one, the replacement cost or the opportunity to go get one is going to be much higher because the prices have changed or keep going up. What most retail traders are doing, if you haven't heard this term before, they're not thinking about replacement costs or the replacement cash. And what that means is if you blow up your account as a retail trader, if you lose $5,000, most retail traders, they either they usually have their money to trade in the stock market one of maybe three ways. Number one, they got a stimulus check 
And, you know, they're like, okay, I'm going to take this stimulus check and I'm going to get in the stock market. Okay. So second way that most people maybe, maybe get their money for the stock market is they took maybe a tax return. They got two, three grand back from tax return. And they're like, I'm going to invest it. Unfortunately, more often than not, most people are in debt and they use that to pay off Christmas gifts and stuff that they bought. Um, but some people end up taking that two, 3,000 and getting in the stock market. The third way that, and probably the most prevalent way that people get into the stock market is they take their earned income. They take money from their job, right? Especially if you're smart enough or I should say financially astute enough to live below your means and you have some excess cash left over every single month or disposable income is what it's called. You got some disposable income. You're like, okay, every month I have some disposable income I'm going to put into the stock market. So let's break down the replacement cost of each one of those scenarios. Okay. So if you get one, two or $3,000 for stimulus and you put it in the stock market and you're not getting educated, you're just following the crowd, which is usually wrong. You don't know how to make money if the market goes sideways or down, which you just found out that it does do. It doesn't just always go up. What happens is if you blow that entire stimulus check, the replacement cost of that stimulus check is you have to wait until there's another catastrophic event in the world that they feel the government is going to cut stimulus checks for again. Okay. And I can probably count since I've been alive. That's only happened like two times. Okay. That's only happened like two times. I remember Bush, um, cut a stimulus check. And then we had this whole COVID-19 thing going on where a stimulus check got cut. But I remember that only happening like two times with the whole stimulus thing. So can you imagine you have to wait 10, 15, maybe 20 years before you get another two, three thousand dollar stimulus check to get involved with the stock market? That is the replacement cost of losing that money. Now, let's talk about the second scenario. Maybe you use your tax returns to get into the stock market. Well, if you get in the stock market and you don't have the right training, don't have the right education, uh, which we preach having the right coaching courses and community, right? It's like on YouTube, I can learn that. You got good courses and teachers on YouTube, but can you ask questions back, <laughs> right? Can you get coached? Can you get walked through what's going on? And then you might be part of a YouTube or a Facebook group. You're part of a community, but most of these social media communities is a bunch of a bunch of people who've never been trained how to trade correctly. So you got a bunch of people that you're bouncing ideas off of that don't really have any strategies, haven't had the same training. How useful is that? It's kind of like being married or, or, or should I say, you could, you, could, you could use this example either way, but it's like being married and then going to all your divorced or all your like single girlfriends and be like, how do I save my marriage or how do I keep my marriage? And they like, girl, just leave them, right? There's <laughs> a lot of more guys out here. It's like, you kind of, you, you like, I got a bunch of girls I'm bouncing ideas off of. It's like, yeah, but that might not be the right crowd. Like they give you a bunch of free advice, um, but it's probably going to end up with you being divorced, right? Or, you know, so, so what, what's happening is in the second scenario where we talk about if you're taking your tax return, you get this two, $3,000 tax return, you go to the crowd, you go to your, your social media crew and you're like, what should we buy? Y'all all buy AMC or GameStop. Um, and what happens is if you blow that money or when you blow that money, now that replacement cost is working 40 hours a week for one year 
and you won't necessarily be able to get that money again until next year until you file taxes again. So that's your replacement cost, which is if I blow up this account, how can I get $3,000 back into this account? You have to wait till next year's tax returns. Okay. And so you have a one year working W2 can't go in debt because you need that $3,000 tax return to get back in the stock market replacement cost. And then the third way, obviously, is earned income. So you're working on your job, you get some money, and you get into the stock market. So with your earned income, maybe I know when I was working every single month, um, I was living off my hourly and I was taking my commission checks and investing it. So every single month, let's just say on average, I had anywhere between $2,000 and $3,000 after taxes that I could invest in the stock market because the commission was just like money that I didn't spend, money that I didn't commit to anything. So I had like one to $2,000 every single month off commission. So what that allowed me to do though is I would go in with a $2,000 trade and or I would wait two months, I'd have four thousand, I'd go in with a four thousand dollar trade. But I knew if I lost two thousand dollars or four thousand dollars, it would take me about a month to get back into the game. And it'd take me two months to get four thousand back into the game. And so the way I looked at that is I stretched that out over a year. And I said every month I could get back in the game with about two thousand dollars. Now, some months I made more in commission, but it's like every single month. I can get back in the game with $2,000 or every two months I can get back in the game with 4,000, which means six times a year, six times a year, I could re up and get back into the stock market game. All right. And so this, 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 re, this replacement costs, a lot of retail traders aren't thinking about this. They're not thinking about if I blow up my account, how do I get back into the game? Meaning if you, if you were to think about your stimulus check, like saying, I got to wait another 10, 20 years for a pandemic or something to hit before I get another stimulus check. You might think differently about the stocks you buy or pick versus just going with the crowd and being like all in on AMC or um, all in on GameStop. I'm just using those two examples. I don't mean to keep harping on those stocks, but those are two of the ones that people always like or Google eyed over or I'm all in on Dogecoin or something like that. And then it tanks and goes down to. You know, people bought in like 70 cents and went 60, 50, 19, 20 cents. I don't know where it's at right now. But if you thought about your replacement cost and you look at stock market education, you say, okay, I buy this course, I get this information. I have this information with me for life. So now when I get some more money, I'm ready. Or you start to look at it like if I only have two to three thousand dollars. Am I really going to buy a speculative stock? Am I really going to buy a stock that I like? There's so many good stocks. You probably have a computer at home that's either Microsoft or Apple. Why are you not buying good companies? You probably use an iPhone. You probably are on Facebook. Um, you probably, you know, uh, you know, the computer chip in your computer is probably AMD. You probably have a Netflix account. Like most people are not buying good companies, companies that they use, companies that they're familiar with. Most people aren't doing any type of research. And if you thought about the replacement cost of your cash, I think you'd be a little bit more careful of the stocks you pick. And since most retail traders are just number one, excited, they bought during a time when everything was going up. Number two, the peer pressure of being in the crowd. Everyone claims they're making money. Then a group of people are just saying, buy something that's going to go up. Are you stupid or making you feel stupid for asking questions? And then number three, they're not thinking about their replacement cost of their cash. That is all adding up to a recipe 
for disaster, a recipe for disaster, because the only thing stocks go up. And so they only know how to make money one out of three ways that the market can potentially move. So they have a 33% chance of success. If I say it a different way, they don't know how to make money if the market goes sideways or down, which is about 67% of the ways that it can move. They have a 67% chance of failure. And they're going into the market with their last $3,000 and they're putting it all on black with a 33% chance that it's only going to go up. Recipe for disaster, not asking questions, uh, feeling stupid, getting information from the wrong people. Recipe for disaster. And then they're not thinking about if I blow this money, what's it going to take for me to replace it? What's it going to take for you to replace it? And you have to think about your portfolio like that because it will help you make better decisions. But I think all these three things combined is why why there will be the death of the retail trader. And when the retail trader dies, it just means they exit stage left, right? It just means they exit the market with their tail between their legs. And they usually are a person that has stories like I used to trade. Oh, I don't trade no more. Oh, the market's rigged. Oh, you thinking about doing that? Don't do it. I tried that before. Those are all those are all the conversations of a dead retail trader, right? I used to do that. I blew up my account. Um, I tried something like that before. When you start hearing any of those words, you should ask them, did you buy during the time when everything was going up? Okay. How did you uh, determine what stock you were going to buy? Like, were you in a Facebook group or were you like in some discord or some random forum? Um, I, I bet you one of the answers to that is going to be yes. And I bet you, if you look at these people and you say, you know, did you know what your replacement cost of cash was? Um, most of them are going to say, I just took my stimulus check and thought I would try it. They use words like that. I thought I would try it. And you say, well, did you get any education? Did you learn how to make money in sideways or down markets? I, I was thinking about learning that next, <laughs> right? So it was always, you, you was getting ready to learn that next, all right? So here's the thing, guys. Number one, don't be a retail trader. Number two, if you're going to be a retail trader, don't be in there with dumb money. And what's dumb money? Dumb money is, again, being in there uneducated, about how to make money or how to even protect your account. Sometimes it's not even about making money. So that's just about how do I protect my account? And you need to know how to protect your account if it goes sideways. And you need to know how to protect your account if it goes down. And dumb money doesn't usually know how to do that. So don't die like the rest of these retail traders and just buy and think everything only goes up. Don't get in these social media rooms, YouTube rooms, Instagram rooms, and just think like everyone in the comments are right. Trust me. Um, For the most part, people who I want to be delicate when I say this, all right, because it's not that traders don't talk in the comments, but I respond to my YouTube comments. But for the most part, real investors you know, Warren Buffett isn't hanging out like on his YouTube video in the comment section, right? Peter, Peter, Peter Tudor Jones, like you, you name any of the big investors, um, the ones that you know and the ones you don't know, they're not just hanging out in some random Facebook group or 
hanging out in the comments of the YouTube section, talking about to the moon, right? And, and different things like that. And so you have to question the quality of the people that are hanging out in these groups and these comment sections. And, and, and I'm not disrespecting any group that's out there because I think social media and, and Facebook and YouTube and all these comment forums and discourse have created an environment where the masses who usually wasn't interested in the stock market are now finally interested and excited. They're excited to talk about it. And for that, that's a bonus that gets a check mark. But I'm just saying, you know, be careful of tuning in and getting your investment advice from a bunch of people who don't know how to make money if the market goes sideways or down from a bunch of people who've never thought about the replacement cost of their cash, or this is their first rodeo because they got a stimulus check. Don't do what most people do and you'll have what most people won't have. Or the opposite, if you do what most people won't do, which is get educated, get around people who got the the, the, the right or the same training. Um, think about your replacement cost of cash. Think about how if this stock goes against me, if the market goes against me, what's my game plan? What's my exit strategy? How can I raise cash? Should I sell a covered call? Should I buy a put for protection? If you don't understand those concepts, those things, then you're being a retail trader and most likely sooner than later, your death is imminent. And I don't mean your death on earth. I mean, your death as a trader, your death as an investor, because it's only a matter of time before you blow up your account. Um, if I can help you in any way, let me know in the comment section. I also put my number up on here often, um, which is 313-251-2260. That is a texting only number. If you got any questions, got any comments, anything we can help you with, point you in the right direction, let us know. Me and my team would love to chat with you, again, whether it's in the comment section or whether it's through text. And if you are brand new to the market or if you've been in the market for a while, I always like, uh, for a limited time, I always like to remind you, I shouldn't say always because it's for a limited time, but I want to remind you for a limited time, we're giving away our beginner basics course. And sometimes when you've been trading for a while, you think, I don't need a beginner's basic course. But what you'll find, what you'll find if you've been doing this for a while is sometimes you get away from some of the core and basic principles. And it's good to go back and remember like, man, that's one of the classic basic principles, right? How do I protect myself? Buying that support, some of the basic things. So even if you've been doing this for a while, but if you've been losing some money, I would encourage you to text BB, that's BB stands for beginner basic, Text me at 313-251-2260. Take the beginner basis course. If you're brand new and the only way you've learned how to trade was through like random people online and in Facebook groups, please text me, BB. Take the beginner basis course. There's no catch. There's no games. There's no gimmicks. Um, and the only reason we ask you to text us is because there's so many fake accounts and robots and fake email addresses um, that we know that most people only have one cell phone. And so... We don't want a bunch of robots and trolls and fake people um, coming in to take the free course and, 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 you know, all that stuff. So that's the only reason we ask you to text us. But no games, no gimmicks. I truly want to see you succeed. And the best way that I know how to help people succeed is for them to get the education. Because when you get the education, you can make an educated decision. And when you can make an educated decision, you're no longer part of the dumb money crowd. And when you are no longer part of the dumb money crowd, it's more likely that you're going to live a long and healthy investment life. Thanks for watching or listening. I'll see you on the next episode.
Hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you're ready to learn how to have your money work hard for you instead of you working hard for it, then I want you to join us inside Power Trades University. Power Trades University is my group coaching program where we look for real trades in the real market every week for two hours live. It's all recorded and timestamped in case you can't make it live. You also have access to my amazing community of traders, plus access to all of my best selling stocks and option courses, and even my master classes. Just head on over to www.powertradesuniversity.com. Once again, just head on over to www.powertradesuniversity.com, and I'll see you on the inside.